Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at IX Web Hosting. Click the banner on the right leftchronicles.com to get up to 40% off your first year of the best hosting on the planet. Today's episode of Dueling Dialogue is brought to you by Saucy Eva. Gma's marinade is coming soon to a plate near you to gourmetize your meats and proteins. Coming to you from that once forgotten artery that pulses through the center of the continental United States and into the heart of the Ozarks, Grace Matthews. Looking in from the northern border, our Canadian friend, along with his countrymen, feeling the effects of U.S. political issues, Connor Murphy. Welcome to Dueling Dialogues, episode 86. I'm Connor Murphy here with Grace Matthews all the way from Springfield, Missouri. Hi, Grace. How you doing? Great. How are you? Good. Good. Lots happening in the news lately. Yes. Inspector General Michael Horowitz says that Andrew McCabe should be criminally charged. Wow. He turned this over to the DOJ, we're not sure when, but they just released to the media less than an hour ago that uh, his lack of candor on multiple occasions is criminal. Right, right. He has, meaning he has lied and leaked. Wow, okay. And he's an Obama guy, right? He is. Yeah, Horowitz was put in place by Obama. Huh, very interesting. So you can't very well call him a Trump guy. That's for sure. No. Now, the, the inspector general's office is supposed to be nonpartisan, but we see how well that's gone with the <laughs> DOJ and the FBI. They're supposed to be nonpartisan, too. And we've yeah. recently learned they're the most partisan part of the government. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. They were the so, ones that were trying to control the entire exactly. election. Exactly. So let's just uh, remember that just a few weeks ago, Andrew McCabe had a GoFundMe page. Wow. He raised more than $500,000 for his own defense. Well, nobody at that point had charged him with anything. So he knew this was coming. Hell yes, he knew. (laughs) (laughs) Who would know better than him? Wow. I don't know if half a million dollars is going to do it. (laughs) I know it's not going to do it. But he was shamed into cutting it off. Or believe me, he would have... Went on. Now, he also remember the Clintons funneled money through Terry McAuliffe, the governor of Virginia, to Andrew McCabe's wife when she was running for office. Now, she lost the race, but that was $750,000. So there's a whole lot of stuff here. Yeah. But it looks like that under James Comey, the FBI was... It was it was the wild wild west. Almost, holy smoke! I I mean it's it's just nuts. And and then you, you've got the DOJ, uh, the Obama administrations. You know those are supposed to be part of the executive branch. Now even though they operate separately than the presidency, the DOJ and the FBI are part of that executive branch. Right. Right. What a mess! It is. It's a horrible mess. And it's, it's corrupt. So you have to start questioning all of these things they did. Yeah. And maybe take another look at them. Who's telling the truth? Who's lying? And who's got ulterior motives? I mean, 
pretty much you can just go everyone. I think I'm just wondering who wasn't in bed for the Clintons. Yeah, I'm. Uh, well, I don't know. The deep swamp includes both the Democrats and Republicans. Oh, absolutely. There, there's a separate line there. Who's in the swamp and who's not? So, and it encompasses both sides. It, oh, it really does, and it's getting worse and worse. But anyway, this is interesting considering the fact that Comey's book came out on Tuesday. A right. Higher Loyalty, Truth, Lies, and Leadership, hmm. which is crazy. <laughs> I, I mean, truth. I mean, somehow James Comey believes he is the moral authority. Right. I, I mean, you know, he is above the Pope. The cop goes straight to the bone. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't get it. I mean, the first part of his book is pretty interesting because he changes jobs like underwear. I mean, you would think that this guy kind of goes someplace and sticks around, but he doesn't. He goes from, he has gone from New York to D.C., lots of different jobs. Wow. I don't know. I mean, for pretty close to 40 years. Huh. I had no idea. I thought he yeah, was like a career yeah, I mean, guy. Well, yeah, and he is basically Clark Kent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> His delusion is that he's Superman. Yeah, I, I definitely get that uh, air around him, you know. He even sees himself as this nerdy, kind of awkward, six-foot-eight guy that somehow comes in and saves the day. He, he somehow, it seems like his wife, too, is an enabler, you know, maybe even his daughters. He's got five kids. Only one of them is a son, I believe. But, yeah, they're kind of enablers in that he is just the hero. Now, I mean, a lot of families, you know, we kind of try to cheerlead our, our family and you know, we think our family's greater than they are. That's the way it should be. Yeah, and be supportive, but, whatever. Yeah, but this this rises above. And a lot of it, I, I do believe, is pretty delusional. Hmm, interesting. So I'm not sure he would know. He, he knows the truth or understands the truth. Right. Well, he did include and, the word lies in the title. Yeah, he did. But, uh, you know, I think he was talking about Trump there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he really says, he claims that he has been a Republican. Now he's an independent. But when you read um, his book, it's Republicans. He's never gotten along with a Republican except John Ashcroft. Huh. And that is beginning with working with Rudy Giuliani right. and the prosecutor's office in New York. Rudy Giuliani was his boss, um, gave him basically his first job. And um, he just thinks that Rudy is a pompous ass. Huh. I mean, he goes on for several chapters and then later... Brings it up again. I mean, he describes Rudy Giuliani as running the prosecutor's office like it's a mob. I mean, when he doesn't like something, he compares it to the mob. Okay. So he's a little fixated on that. Wow. He does describe himself as being an outcast as a child. Hmm. Um, I thought that was interesting. Um, not much has changed. <laughs> but... <laughs> Well, I, I mean, I don't really think anyone really likes him that well. And that's okay. I mean, when you're the head of the FBI, you don't necessarily need to be liked. I, I understand that. I'm not I'm not naive. Right. But does it, I mean, when you're at his level, there should be a certain 
level of integrity that you have to maintain. And his loose lips are far beyond any kind of integrity. Exactly. We have to remember that McCabe is getting in trouble right here. Big trouble. Criminal trouble. Right. For something that James Comey admits he did. Exactly. Yeah. He gave the notes that he wanted leaked to the law professor from Columbia, his friend. I wonder if he's really his friend, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> to leak to the press. Yeah. He, he admits taking notes home from meetings he had with the president. Now, those would be classified notes. The line between what's personal and what's government has somehow almost disappeared during this during the Obama administration's DOJ and FBI during their during their run their administration because you got to remember that Eric Holder was in that mix too for a while right Eric Holder is the first attorney general held in contempt hmm. so this corruption is huge Yet you still have Trump's Jeff Sessions, his current AG, not doing anything about it. Yeah, it it kind of, I don't know. It's it's almost like someone's protecting Comey, possibly. That's is someone protecting seems. Comey or is somebody standing over Jeff Sessions with a gun? Yeah, the back I, of his I, I don't know. I don't know. It's very I interesting. Mean, the blackmail is rampant. Or could be. I mean, it's a little, you know, I've grown up and lived my adult life believing that the people in the FBI and the DOJ are above the fray. They are above the politicians. These are kind of, one of my best friends is an FBI agent. Right. And he, he was, he was this guy that would never talk about anybody. He was stellar. He was stone. He didn't break the rules. And that's how I pictured these people. Right. Rock solid. But yeah, Comey is anything but rock solid. You know, he sounds like me, just, you know, a little psychiatric. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't want somebody in the FBI like me that questions what they do or is processing things as they talk. You know, I do that all the time. Right. I think out loud. And Comey does that. Let me tell you, I don't need to be the head of the FBI. <laughs> I mean, people that think out loud shouldn't should be doing something else. Yeah, I mean, I I question uh, the whole book idea. I mean, I I don't get it. How do you how do you write a book about? Is this it stuff? money? Oh, uh, guaranteed, it's I money. Mean, these, I mean, these guys don't make much money. I mean, in the scheme of things, I mean, of course, most of us could live off of what they make. I'm not saying that, but they can't very well. I mean, they gotta, you know, they they spend money. And what they do is they plan on working for the government till they're 50 when they can take retirement. They draw their retirement and then they get offered a cush job, whether it be at, you know, some corporation or whether it be on the speaking circuit. Right. And they can make a lot of money in a short amount of time. Now, Comey admits that during the end of the Obama administration, he had five kids. Several of them were preparing to go to college, were getting close to the college age. They lived in a comfortable house, but had only been paying interest on their mortgage loan. No principal. Now, that's broke. Yeah, so he's definitely written this book for money. Money. He needs the money. And even knowing that this could bury him criminally, 
I mean, I just can't believe there wasn't a whole lot of people out there saying, if you say one thing that contradicts what you said when you testified before Congress or or Mueller, and he's still a witness for Mueller, how is this not a conflict of interest? Yeah. And how is it? This is the guy that prosecuted Martha Stewart. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, you know, a little insider trading. She sold $50,000 worth of stock, which in the grand scheme of things is nothing. Exactly. So Martha Stewart yeah. or the stock market, yeah. it's nothing. Yeah. So this guy does much worse than what he prosecuted Martha Stewart for. He just didn't like her. I'll guarantee you that. But also he let Hillary Clinton get away with a form of espionage. Uh, yeah, 100% percent because Because she had classified information in this emails that were not only on a private server, on Anthony Weiner's laptop. <laughs> yeah. So think about how much worse, and we haven't even talked about the Iranian one deal, okay? Right. Think about how much worse that is than Martha Stewart. Hey, Martha Stewart's diddy didn't hurt a soul. Yeah, exactly. Her... Yeah, she lied about it. Yeah, and you know what? She was rich, so, you know, probably felt real good to take down somebody that's rich when you're poor. Exactly. But you've got to wonder how in the world he rationalizes this. The only way you can rationalize something like this is to have an ego that is inflated beyond beyond belief. Yeah. Yeah, and you kind I mean, of get that. That's what you get in this book. That's what you get when you hear him talk in these interviews. Yeah. I was just going to say that. That's what you get when he's, you know, in front of a camera or whatever. You get that. He's loving it. Loving every minute of it. Oh, he is. And his book is aimed towards that person that suffers from Trump derangement syndrome. <laughs> now, you got to know that his wife and his daughter's were, I mean, they wanted Hillary to win more than anything. They marched for her. They campaigned for her. So you've got to understand that he really does want to please his wife and daughters. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they've got this symbiotic thing going, okay, in that family. So I, 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 it reeks of corruption. I mean, they let Hillary off because, number one, they thought she was going to win. Number two, they needed her to win. Yeah, and in his position, he is a, supposed to remain non-biased. Well, he is. No. And in this yeah, book, I know. he I, um, no. tries to paint that picture, but he also tries to paint this picture, like I said, of someone who was trying to make the FBI more diverse. He's, he's very PC in this book. <laughs> okay. He's saying all the things he needs to say to romance these pro-Hillary, Trump-deranged people. Hmm. I, I'm, still, says, I'm still, I, I can't believe that he was allowed to put this book out. Well, I'm not so sure they could stop him, but they can sure use it against him. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, what's going to happen here. He talked about, I mean, and he really lowered himself. He mentioned the size of Trump's hands. Now, remember yeah, that being a, yeah, yeah. A, sort of a deal during the campaign with Rubio. Yeah. And he mentioned that he probably wore those, you know, those uh, goggles when he put on the <laughs> Cheeto dust, as you call it. Yeah. Oh, 
I don't think he gets in a tanning bed. I think he uses some sort of spray stuff. Yeah. I don't know what he does. He does have rosacea, according to his doctor. But So he did mention that. That seemed to be a ridiculous sort of bully thing for the former head of the FBI to bring up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, I expect more. I expect... There goes you know, all professionalism out the window. Exactly. And and I think I am a little deflated by how unprofessional these people that I have sort of put on a pedestal, how unprofessional they really are. Hmm. And how they, they're, they're more emotionally unstable than most people I know. I mean, think about this right. affair, that texting, those two people, you know, that were working with Andrew McCabe, which... Surely cannot come out of this without some sort of punishment. The the lovers, right. they were texting in a few months' time, very few months' time. They had more than 10,000 texts. Wow. Are you kidding me? When do they work? <laughs> no doubt. I don't know that I've sent 10,000 texts in my whole life. So here's a question. It kind of looks like they're they're making their way forward with this whole thing with uh, McCabe possibly facing charges. Are they going to go up the ladder and include Comey in this? I think so. I think Comey will be in here. I think Loretta Lynch will be in here. I think you got to get the two lovers in here at some point. But he said that there's going to be more reports coming from the DOJ in May. But my understanding is they're going to trickle out a little bit at a time. So, you know, last week we heard that McCabe's a bad guy, that he did all this stuff. This week, here we are at Thursday, and we learned that and they're asking for an indictment. Wow. Okay. So I'm thinking this is going to trickle out a little at a time. Or as you know, needed, you know. Well, yeah. And I, you've got to also know that these guys that aren't working for the DOJ or the FBI anymore, they have to, for the investigation to go further, it has to go to the DOJ's office because the inspector general, by authority, can only indict someone that's that's currently working right. for the government. Okay. So Comey, in order for them to even investigate further, it would have to go from in the inspector general's office as a request from the DOJ or to the DOJ. Right. Because okay. that's just their job titles, their job, you know, descriptions. Now, the two lovers could face theirs through the inspector general because they're both still working, oddly enough. Yeah, no kidding. But Loretta Lynch, Comey, McCabe, those people are no longer actually working for the government. So that would have to go through the DOJ, which scares me because thus far, Jeff Sessions hasn't been willing to do any of that. Right. So we have to see what happens. Yeah. Are they going to be accountable? I don't know. I don't know either. And will Hillary's case be reopened? Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know that it was ever closed. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. I don't know if it was ever closed. I don't think they were moving too fast on it, but it sounds like they're starting to maybe make some sort of progress. That's from yeah, I mean, what I and, Did they ever really officially label it a criminal investigation? If they didn't and they were just looking into it, you know, maybe it 
it should really be open. Those are all legal terms, and it, right. oftentimes it matters how they're labeled. Right. You know, whether they can be reopened or if they were never officially opened, it can now be opened. Well, definitely agree that there's uh, some interesting stuff that's going to be coming out soon. Absolutely. I'm sure that Andrew McCabe, I have a feeling we will hear some little statement because he just can't keep his mouth shut, either from him or his attorney sometime before the evening's over. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure because, uh, what, he was started to raise money a couple weeks ago for his lawsuit. Yeah, he got um, didn't up exist to 500000 Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was expecting it. Something tells me Comey's expecting it. Hmm. But he's a little delusional, so maybe not. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, I would I would agree with you there. Yeah, and we don't always agree. But life's a journey, and we're all in this together. Remember, do not become anyone's victim. Godspeed, Connor, and Godspeed to all of our friends out there. Godspeed, Grace, and everyone, thanks for listening. Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at IX Web Hosting. Click the banner on the rightleftchronicles.com to get up to 40% off your first year of the best hosting on the planet. Today's episode of Dueling Dialogue is brought to you by Saucy Eva. Gma's marinade is coming soon to a plate near you to gourmetize your meats and proteins.